Welcome and thank you so much for joining me for another episode of A Chat with Agatha podcast. Today I want to chat with you about depression. And right off the bat, I'm telling you, I am not a medical professional and some of the claims I am not allowed to make and I won't make them. But what I am allowed to do is to talk about my own experience and how I pulled myself out of depression. I also will tell you that those things work for my clients and they will probably work for you because a lot of those things I'll be talking about are universal. But before we start, I just want to briefly introduce myself for those of you who don't know me. My name is Agata Langer and I am a relationship coach. I work with women to help them heal the relationships that they have with their partners, but not only with their partners, the relationships that they have with really anybody in their life. A lot of times it's the parent, mothers, oh my gosh, a lot of those mother-daughter relationships are really rough. So we look at those and we heal them. And how do I do all that? I do it by healing the relationship that they have with themselves. So we get you back on track. We get to we, we, we get to, to the point where you can say, I know myself, I love myself, I can understand myself, I know where certain things came from, I know how to get rid of what doesn't serve me, I am now aligned, I am now happy, and then all the rest really takes care of itself. This is something that is a very sustainable way to heal your relationships. And I talk exactly about the dynamics of that in other podcast episodes today. I'm not going to dive into that. But I just want to tell you, just in case you're wondering, well, do I need my partner to be here and to listen to that too? Or how to... A lot of times we complain, right? Women complain, I can't get him even to talk to me. And I'm like, you don't have to. Yay, here's the good news, right? You don't have to have your partner open up or talk to you. He will do it once you heal. So that's all about that. And let's get back to today's to today's topic. So back when my relationship was falling apart, and I'm talking 20 years ago, um, always, almost ended up in a divorce, I was in a very, very um, gloomy place in my life in general. I mean, apart from the fact that the relationship falling apart really was... Um, it, was just followed what I was carrying inside, all the heaviness of all the burden, the baggage, as we sometimes call it, right, of my past. This was just the effect that my relationship had on it. It wasn't the opposite way, because sometimes we think that it's because our relationship is falling apart, that's why we feel depressed, we feel helpless. And yes, it's kind of, it works like in a cycle, right? So you might be asking, like, where's the chicken and where's what's the chicken and what's the egg? Like, who, what came first? But I can tell you right now that your relationship is not falling apart without a reason. And those reasons are because you kind of, you need healing, right? And that's the part that I didn't know. I had no clue. I thought I was depressed because my husband wouldn't, um, appreciate me. He wouldn't praise me for all the efforts that I was doing. I thought that he was the cause of my unhappiness because he wouldn't change his ways. That's what I thought. And I, um, I did use traditional therapy for five years. That didn't really help me. It's just kind of perpetuated the complaining and, and the negative talk and the negative ways of thinking. It just kept 
perpetuating that. It, it, it didn't really put me on a path of any kind of resolution. Um, so let, let's just talk a little bit about why do we get in states of depression. And by the way, just to let you know, I was my, my psychologist that I was seeing at that time, she did prescribe me some uh, medication and the medication just really took me out. Like I was not able, um, I had to call my husband to come from work because I was taking care of little children. And that medication messed up with my system so badly that I actually got dizzy, I got nauseous, I didn't, I couldn't even walk in a straight line, I couldn't pick up my child from preschool, uh, so I had to call my husband, and I remember I went to sleep that day, um, and I just couldn't wake up for the whole day. One little pill, that's what it did to me. And um, I'm not saying that pills are wrong, it's just what happened to my system, and at that point, I just knew I didn't want to continue um, with the quick fixes and get on any kind of meds because a lot of times it's like a one-way thing. Like once you get on them, you, you kind of get addicted. But you know what? For some other people, they might work. They might be what they need to kind of stabilize and so that they can continue working in other ways, more sustainable ways and not being dependent on a pill. So again, your experience might be different and I and I absolutely honor that and um and it's what works what works for you, right? That you need to do. So no no judgment there, absolutely. Uh yeah, so coming back and looking at that situation, now I know exactly why I got in that in that state of feeling helpless and hopeless and just so burdened with so many emotions that my body just couldn't take it anymore my system was was just overloaded and when I look at the path of my life and really any person that comes along and works with me or probably most of human beings here's what happens we are small children right and at that point, up to age of seven-ish, we're like sponges. Like literally, we co-regulate with our parents' energy. We take on all their emotions. We don't know how to protect our energetic field. So we're, we're like an open book ready to be filled with words and letters and chapters, right? And unconsciously, we just take on whatever our parents give us. And let's be honest, like how many people are in the in a situation where they know what to do with their emotions, when they know how to self-retrospect, when they know how to um how to um, co-regulate, right? Or how to how to just pause and know what to do with their emotions, with their behavior, with their words. We, our parents, at least my parents, they were acting on so-called autopilot, right? So whatever they were given from their parents, my grandparents, they were just playing out. And I was taking all that on, right? And that's how my story was all written out. And I just soaked that all in. And, and by all of it, I mean all those emotions that they were exhibiting, all the patterns of behavior that I was watching and just soaking in, Children don't have the way of thinking that they, they, where they can stop and reflect and go like, 
oh yeah, this is good. I really want to take that on. Or, oh, this is really bad. Like, I don't want this behavior. Let me just change it. Like, no, we don't. We just take everything on, right? So all the programming, all the belief system. And when I say belief system, guys, this is something that we believe in that we sometimes, uh, that we kind of build our subconscious mind. Those are like the building blocks for our subconscious mind. And we operate in 95% or more. I can't remember the exact number, but I know it's over 90% of our behavior, of our thinking, of our words that we utter, decision-making, it comes from our subconscious mind, right? So once those building blocks are collected in our childhood, this is our operating system right? We go through life and different things happen. And we are exposed to um, various situations that cause emotions in our system. And also emotions are causing the thoughts or thoughts are causing emotions. It's, it's kind of like it, it, it's kind of like a wheel, like dependent wheel, right? And then and then we grow up with all that, and this is our operating system that puts us a lot of times on autopilot in our adulthood and in our relationships too, right? So once we're playing this out, and again, most of this happens subconsciously, unconsciously to, uh, to us. We don't, we're not taught to stop, to think, to reflect, to self-reflect, to change, to alter. We just go out there and this is how my life looked like, right? So once I put the gears in and all that programming and all those stuck emotions and all those belief beliefs or the whole belief system that most of it just did not serve me at all, right? Started coming out and playing out in my relationship. Because once you are in a relationship, those things tend to come out. Because all that stuff that you present, all that energy that you present in the form of thoughts or opinions, sentences, behavior, decision-making of what you like or what you don't like in a relationship, right? It's all being bounced against the field, the energetic field of your partner. And it comes back to you. And most of the time, you're not going to like it. Because there is somebody, there is somebody there who's going to show you your own I don't want to use an ugly word here. So your own stuff, let's say your own stuff, right? And a lot of that stuff isn't really even ours or isn't a part of the true nature that you have, that you carry inside. It's just the 3D programming. All those emotions, the same thing. Yes, we experience emotions, but experience are to be, emotions are to be felt and experienced and not held on to and we hold on we hold on to resentment we hold on to anger and guess what I was really good at pretending oh my gosh I was so good that I wasn't angry I remember even once my mother-in-law she told me she says you don't really hold grudges against anybody do you and I'm like no I guess I don't gosh how far from truth that was I was just really good at hiding them because again I was conditioned by my parents and by church also when there's a lot of like guilt involved or playing with the feeling of guilt guilting us into things or shaming us into things I was 
programmed that the good girls or good people or the people who want to go to heaven, they don't hold grudges. They don't hold anger. So I was just like storing it really deeply. And there was like layers of layers. And guess what? It's still coming out in layers. I still find new layers of anger and resentment that I hold uh, against people and situations, right? Because we're not taught how to do that. So all this stuff that we gather and then start playing out in our lives, at some point, our system cannot take this anymore. Our energetic system, it's, ju it's just like overloaded. It's almost like you had your computer and you had a hundred tabs opened and you were trying to run all that stuff from past and worrying about the present and planning and trying to be present for your family and the best that you can, but you had all that old stuff, right? Or even some vir viruses, quote unquote, in there. And what is your computer going to do? It's probably going to crash at some point, right? So this is exactly what happens to our energetic system. We just get overburdened. Not only that, not only that, there is another reason why I know I got into depression. Um, and again, I'm not making any claims, but I see a lot of people who work with me that are exactly in the same boat. And the reason for it was I had no clue what my life was all about. I didn't understand what we call commonly the sense of life. I didn't understand why I was here on earth. Um, for me, it was just, okay, well, we just get born and then we do the best we can and then we die and we go to either heaven or hell, right? That's what I was told. And, and it just seemed so pointless and so little and so just hopeless to me, right? I didn't understand that we actually plan our life ahead before our incarnation that there are some life lessons that we need to go through and if we don't pass them we incarnate again in other circumstances maybe in other family but the same lesson i didn't understand that by blaming everybody else around me for my circumstances i was giving my power away and that's another reason and probably the biggest one if I may say, giving our power away or maybe not even knowing our power because that's what it starts with. Like, how do you know you're giving your power away if you don't even know what power you have? And you might be asking, okay, so what power do I have? Well, you are what we, a lot of times you might have heard it, a child of God, right? And you might not believe in God and that's okay. That's totally okay. Don't, don't turn off quite yet. <laughs> Because, you know, some people call this, this essence, that, um, that energy that we're made out of beyond our physical body, they call it a sparkle of God and some call it the universal energy, some call it the source. But guess what? You are something else. You are more than just your body, right? There is something that breathes life into that physical body. And I know that you, you know that, because it's our inner knowing, right? So we come here and if we are that sparkle of the source, meaning we come from the source, we're a part of that source energy, that energy that builds the universes, the planets, the stars and the moons and everything else, then why would anybody think that we're powerless? 
that doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't. So once I discovered that we have the power of actually creating our reality with our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions, and not just any actions, but those inspired actions, then I knew that I was also giving my power away by blaming everybody else around me for my circumstances, by not utilizing those tools, which is, again, thoughts, emotions, and inspired action. Well, I didn't utilize it because I didn't know that I had those tools in my hand, right? It was like a huge awakening for me. Once I started utilizing them, it was like magic. Like things just started shifting and changing. And I, I feel, felt empowered, not right away, because it, it was, it, it's, it's funny because it came as this empowered piece, like, oh my God, I have control over my life. I can create. I am a big, a big creator, right? And then a week later, I was less, like, oh, I am responsible for everything. Okay, so it's all right now on me. I have to take responsibility. I can't be complaining about anybody else or my circumstances or the economy, the government, right? Like I couldn't do that anymore because it was all inside of me, what I was carrying, my beliefs, uh, my thoughts, my emotions, all that, right? So sometimes it's a great thing. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm in control. I'm, I'm, uh, I have power. And sometimes it's like, oh, okay, so I can't count on anybody else. I just, I have to count on myself pretty much. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much that. But so you can see now that, um, and there's another term for it that I want you to kind of ponder on and just take on. It's, it's the term of being aligned, being aligned. And what does that mean? Being aligned with your purpose. As I mentioned here, before we incarnate, we actually... Uh, choose our life path and it's not like just one path there is there is a lot of variations to it we still have free will whether we want to follow it or not a lot of times when we choose not to follow it and we are misaligned with that path then we feel depressed and our life feels pointless and it feels like nothing's coming together yes so then I would also be asking myself am I aligned with my mission or with my path that I chose here on earth and guess what most of the people aren't I totally wasn't when I was doing all those things on autopilot not just on autopilot but actually instead of choosing me and choosing what I wanted I maybe I got those intuitive hints like oh I should be doing this I should be going into that but I disregarded them because all the programming kicked in Okay, what are people going to say? What I should do? What is the responsible thing to do? Not what I want to do, but really what, what I should do for my family. Like, is this the best way that it's going to be for my family? Thinking about everybody else, but not quite about myself, right? So if my path was somewhere here, then I was hundreds, if not thousands of miles away from it. And again, that's a huge reason for you feeling depressed first not knowing even that there is a path chosen that it's not all random right but then okay how how do i utilize it how do how do i make use of it how do i take that power back when you are in that state of being misaligned 
and of that state of feeling like everything is just useless, pointless, why am I, what am I even doing here? It, I know it felt to me, and it probably feels like that to you, like you're in a car without a steering wheel and without brakes. Or like you're just a puppet. Because I know I felt like that. I was pu pulled and tagged by everybody else around. And there was just so much pain inside of me because there were certain things that I wanted to do, but then, you know, the programming, what I should do, when it's what is allowed to do, what people are going to say. It's just like a huge tag of war, right? And I needed to free myself from it. Um, and I still am to a certain extent because I still, now I watch myself and I, and I ask, okay, why did I make that decision? Did I make that decision? Did I put myself on the side? And was I trying to be a people pleaser and, um, and accommodate somebody's needs first and not mine? Okay, so now we're getting to the part where I'll actually tell you what I started doing. And again, maybe I'll just say one or two sentences when I was in that state and I started doing implementing the things that I will show you and that was just to start like all those things that I will tell you they were it's more like a foundation like really a foundation and um, what I started doing and it wasn't in my head I wanted to take care of myself I wanted to heal myself I wanted to be a better me or the best version of me that I could be my intention was not to heal my relationship I mean I want it but what I didn't know that with those tools that I started doing and healing myself, I would actually heal my relationships too. That's the, that was the missing piece for me. And when I discovered it, that's exactly when I was like, okay, I can't, like, I know very few people know about it and I want to spread the word. The word. And that's how I became a coach, actually. Um, I am a teacher at heart, guys, and I really love bringing knowledge and uh, practical tools to people's lives. This is just really what gets me out of bed and <laughs> makes me going. It's really that piece. So when I learned that, what I learned um, through my experience, I just wanted to share this with everybody else. So again, when I started my journey, I didn't start it and I was like, okay, I know that this, this and that is going to heal my relationship. I had no clue. I just wanted really to be the best version of myself because I knew that I wasn't myself. And maybe you are exactly feeling the same. You're feeling like, okay, I know I have a name. You you know, you might be, my name is Agata, but you might be Jennifer or Caitlin or Kasia or Ter Teresa, whoever you are, right? Like, you know, you have a name, you, you know, you have a body, but on the inside, you might feel, gosh, I know that I can be better. I know that this is not quite me. I know that there's something that just doesn't belong to me. I know that I can dig deeper and really find myself, find who I am. And if you are in that situation that, and you have that inner inkling, then listen to it. Because you're right. Because we are so tinted with programming and with emotions that aren't ours or with stuck emotions and and it's that lens of our perception that goes through all that tinting is just so inaccurate in perception of who we are i'll tell you that i absolutely disliked myself when i was back then i i hated myself actually i just didn't want to admit it 
So what I was trying to do, not to help my, hate myself, was to prove myself by, by actions, by doing a lot, by overachieving, by doing all different projects and being like, okay, see what I can do? This is me. This is my worth. Look what I can do. I can juggle three kids and and a business that I uh, ran at that time with employees and I can even have the dinner on time. Well, that overachievement and all that, that false programming that was playing out inside of me um, got me exactly into that depression where my body just couldn't take it anymore, not only emotionally, but also physically. Because I was just so running, I was running on dry. I was literally, there was, if you can imagine a car, I was running on empty. Like literally there was no <laughs> fuel in me. And I started getting sick too. My thyroid, my gallbladder, my stomach wasn't operating, my intestines, just everything. And I was only in my 30s. Or even before that, it started before I, I hit 30. And then in my early 30s, I felt like I was just falling apart. Okie dokie. So let me get you those few things. I'll um, list those things that I started doing. And those things are not only fundamental, but they are essential. And not only essential, but you might be thinking, okay, I've heard about this before. Doesn't matter. Because all of those things that I'll give you, I am actually still practicing too. And I know people who are even on higher levels of their self-development or spiritual journey, they're still practicing them because there can be always a deeper approach. There's never, you can never stop doing those things and being like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm good because I've reached a certain level. I do it already. No, there is always going in deeper. There is always a new level because you're here on the, how I know it, because you're still here with us. And as long as you're here on earth and you're not just energy or soul energy, right? Then you, then you still have some room for improvement. So first of the things that I started doing or the, uh, it was like a rule that I implemented into my life. It was no complaining. I used to complain a lot. I thought I was just telling the truth or how it was, right? But really it's not because all of us tell their own truth through our own lenses. So if my lens was tinted and dirty and just really messed up with all the programming and my subconscious mind was taught to be operating on that, on that negative, in that negative field, right? Then whatever I said or whatever I reported to somebody else was very negative. And again, you might be thinking, well, that's just how I, the truth, right, in my life. No, that's how you see certain situations. Because if I lined up 10 people to describe the same situation, they would come from all different angles. And some of them would be super negative, And some of them would be like, oh, it's an opportunity for me to learn something new. And somebody would be like, oh, my God, this is the end of the world, right? So the first thing that I needed to start doing was to stop complaining like literally I would bite my tongue <laughs> not to say something it takes patience it takes consistency but it can be done it, and it was simple things just like if my husband would suggest something and the first thing that in my head I would be uh, thinking of the reasons why it wouldn't work right because that's what I used to do to my poor husband <laughs> then now I would bite myself in the uh, bite my tongue 
be like, okay, my brain, my subconscious mind, let's look for reasons that it might work, that it will work, for reasons to grow, not to not reasons to put somebody else down and find the negative things about that, right? So that was that the no complaining rule um, got me also into all that realm of positive thinking. And gosh, this is a huge realm. And I know like I have still such huge room for improvement as far as that positivity. I still tend to fall into those negative self-sabotaging patterns where I just want to give up. And so, so yes, I still work on that. It is takes a long time but it we have to all start somewhere right so you might ask yourself how do you know even that your uh, thinking is positive or negative well you'll know by the way that you feel because negative thoughts will evoke negative emotions so if you're feeling depressed hopeless useless you're feeling like a failure this is exactly because the the uh, thoughts behind it are negative. So it's worth stopping and thinking, okay, what are my thoughts right now? Like, what is my system operating on right now? What kind of thoughts am I delivering there? And transmitting out there. Because here's, I want to tell you one more thing, that your thoughts are just energy, right? And that energy is of certain uh, vibration, the higher the vibration, the better circumstances you're going to be uh, attracting in your life. If that vibration is on that hopeless kind of an anger and resentment kind of level, and that's where your thoughts are, then those thoughts are going to be going out there and attracting a reality to prove that you're right. If you'll be like thinking, oh my God, this earth is coming to an end or the world's coming to an end, the government doesn't take care of us anymore and everything is so expensive and you might be thinking, well, it's just true, right? Everything is expensive. Well, yes, but the prices are going up and they have always, like they hardly ever go down, right? That's just the way it is. So if you focus on it in such negative way, instead of focusing on, and asking the right questions as far as, um, well, let's say about the prices or groceries, right? Asking, okay, what can I do to cover the increasing cost, cost of groceries? Like, what is it that I can do? Universe, show me the way. But you're already like bitching and complaining about how expensive everything is. Then you'll be just attracting circumstances to show you and to prove to you that that's the way it is. So... No complaining, definitely positive thinking. And it's it takes a lot of self-introspect, pausing, and really being aware of our thoughts. Um, I believe a human being has somewhere over 75,000 thoughts a day. So if I were asked to ask you how many of them you can actually tell, tell me, like how many of your thoughts you can write down on a piece of paper, I don't know, that could be maybe 20. It's a very small percent of what we actually think. And our thoughts create our reality. Let's not forget about that. The other thing is um, I started recognizing the patterns and the cycles that I was um, kind of caught up into. A lot of those patterns that came from 
uh, my childhood programming, that the patterns that my mom and my dad were exhibiting, and I was falling into the same pitfalls. So I, again, a lot of introspect and a lot of pausing and seeing and actually, my hu- my husband would help me with which which at that point was super annoying, and it might be annoying to you and bringing a lot of anger when your husband, your partner, uh, might tell you you behave just like your mom or you behave just like your dad. I used to hear a lot of that, and sometimes it can be a good thing, right? When we're taking on those positive aspects, those empowering aspects of our parents or our parents um, that our parents were showing. But if it's those destructive and self-sabotaging patterns, those unaware patterns that are just really bringing havoc to our relationship and our life, well, then it's time to stop them. It's it's a cycle that we build, right, and that we create. And um, and so I chose to uh, stop a lot of them and catching myself. Oh, I'm going into the same pattern. And usually, what comes next is an argument with my husband. So how can I put out this fire so it can, it doesn't um, it, it doesn't cause that argument or it doesn't, the the cycle doesn't complete itself, right? How to break it. Okay. Another thing that I was doing is practicing gratitude and you might be thinking, oh my God, not gratitude again, but yes, gratitude. And that was unconditional gratitude. So that's a little bit different gratitude for the good things and the things that I didn't like that that we made my label as negative but they really not negative those all those things that are happening to you that you might label as negative or not desirable circumstances or arguments they really just are your diagnosis they pointing you toward the places that need attention they pointing you toward the patterns that need to be broken uh, toward programming because if we were just operating all of us if we were just operating on that pure authentic energy that we are there would be no arguments there would be no misunderstandings uh, there would be no hate there would be no jealousy like uh, all of those things wouldn't exist right so take all that quote-unquote negative stuff and just use it as your road sign your, your path to the places that need healing, okay? So that's why when I say unconditional gratitude, yes, gratitude for those things that are great and good, but also gratitude for all those tough lessons that our life serves us. And that's something that I, um, that I had to implement into my life in order to flip it around and change it, and it really worked wonders, and it's still best. Gratitude is something that you can always go deeper on, um gratitude also i'm just going to make a note about gratitude be careful if you just know certain things and are and and you're grateful for them or if you actually feel them with your heart because i might say well yeah i have i have a safe home i have roof over my head i always have food when i'm hungry i have great kids and and i might just say those things yes i'm very grateful for them but to actually feel them to actually feel them in your heart to the point that to the point that you're tearing up because you're just so happy and so grateful can you do that see when i when i say and i mean about another level and another level of those fundamental um things that i'm showing you then i mean it there is always another level 
Um, another thing that helped me a lot was uh, grounding. Uh, grounding, being in nature, being present in my body, uh, being present of my surroundings and kind of living in the moment. And I know it's, again, not a big cliche, but as much as of a cliche it is, only a very small amount of population, and I mean maybe 2-3% of people, actually know how to live in the moment and not get carried away by the monsters of the past and into the worries of the future. Um, and a lot of times I'll tell you that when I knew, when I wasn't present, when I wasn't in my body, a lot of times my intuition was off and I would make huge mistakes that sometimes even cost me a lot of money. Uh, sometimes, you know, we make, we make choices. They're just required in a lot of undoing. And when I look back, a lot of those things happened because I wasn't present. I was just somewhere else. My energy was scattered. It was somewhere else. So to be present and to be grounded, going, uh, I like to put my feet on the ground, on the grass. And um, there's a lot of scientific studies. So don't take my just word, don't take um, my word for it. You can go check what grounding actually does. They did like those uh, thermal scans of your body and all the even inflammation, all the red patches, because they show you that in color, right? They will, they will dissipate. They will just disappear after 20 minutes of grounding. You can go hug a tree. You can um, uh, even drinking water. Even drinking water actually will get you grounded. Or being in water, that helps too. Or taking a walk in nature and just being present and um, present in your body. Not just floating somewhere and worrying about, about the future or being stuck in the past. Now, as far as being stuck in the past, again, this is something that I knew I needed to do. And there is so many books that focus on that and not without a reason. And this is forgiveness. Because carrying the energy of grudge and of resentment and of anger and maybe disappointment, right? Shame, guilt, all those energies. This is exactly what overburdens our system. It makes it like... It, it just makes it distorted our perception makes it feel makes us feel like we're not ourselves makes us feel heavy so releasing all past emotions such as guilt shame blame jealousy all those emotions like really being with them and being present to them and not trying to escape from them forgiving people releasing myself from that burden of resent, um, resentment toward other because the, you know that forgiveness is for you, right? You hold that energy and you're really hurting yourself more or most really when you don't forgive. It's not for the other person. I mean, some of it might be. You can go deeper. As far as uh, forgiveness, we go deep into that in my Healing Relationship Blueprint program that will be opening, I believe, in a month and a half, maybe. I don't want to make any promises, but it, you will know when I open the program, we, we dive deep into cleaning our past. Because our past is like literally like a huge boulder that you that is shackled to your ankles and that you're dragging behind. And how can you not feel depressed? when you're dragging something like that behind you, right? Um, 
a little tip also what I was doing uh, and it really was just so and I should actually go back to doing it more I'm, I'm going to um, now that I think about it when I would be passing people in the streets I would say silently in my head and kind of making that energetic communication I would be saying I wish you joy I wish you joy and it was almost like that blessing that was coming out of my heart to other people where I was wishing everybody well. So a lot of times we get into those patterns when we start being jealous of other people or being angry because somebody's got it better than us and we don't have it, right? So I just wanted to neutralize all that energy by being intentional with how I want to respond to others. And those were my, a lot of, most of those people, I had no clue who they are. I didn't say it aloud, right? Like if um, I don't want to make uh, a scene out of myself, although if I said that, they would probably be surprised, but they would probably be happy if I said that aloud. But it's 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 that energy that is that intention of love, that intention of abundance that you're blessing somebody and joy that you're blessing somebody with. Uh, it might be a cashier at your grocery store, right? Or somebody that you pass in the grocery store. Or it might be during, a, um, you know, your night, your night, your nightly routines, or maybe you're um, a person who prays for others, right? So, whatever that is, if you wish people joy from your heart, it will just it will come back to you. That blessing will always come back to you because whatever you give, you will receive that back. Whatever you give out there, it's exactly what you will receive. That's our universe is. Um, created and nobody is immune from it like that's the rule that that is that applies to everybody whatever you give out will kind of come back to you will bounce back and come back to you okay so um so those are the things that you can start with um and don't get discouraged and, it, and it's easy to fall into those patterns when you're like, okay, why am I doing this? This is pointless. Nothing's changing. And it's not true. That's what I used to think. And I was like, okay, I'm doing and doing this and doing. And sometimes I even fall into the same thought patterns. Gosh, I'm doing this, this and that, and nothing's changing. When you approach that um, that level when you're, or, or that moment when you just want to give up, Remember that this is your comfort zone that you're approaching. And pushing it just a little bit more is exactly when you step past it, step, step outside of it, you expand that comfort zone and that's where growth happens. So every little thing, every little moment, every effort that you put into doing that is going to count, trust me. And sometimes it feels like all that work we do just not, never ends. And that's actually true. It does not end because our growth and expansion of the universe and of our souls is never ending. So enjoy the journey because you're never going to any destination where you would be like nice and comfy and you're like, oh, I got here. Whew. No, there, will, there might be stations along the way, right? Stations when you stop and you get comfy for a moment. Maybe you'll use the bathroom 
right? But and and get a snack and got comfy. But then you're like, okay, get on that train again because we're traveling again, we're expanding again, we're learning new things again. So coming back to the depression, um, again, it's not a medical statement, um, but you can get out of it. Also check for physical things such as lack of vitamin D. There might be some physical imbalances, but I'll also tell you that those physical imbalances that you have, like hormonal imbalances, they didn't happen without a reason. And the reason behind those physical symptoms are always emotional ones or energetic ones. When you're holding something that doesn't serve you energetically and your body is the one who's trying to show you. So your body is not going to be um, doing all those things to you and like malfunctioning without a reason. There is an energetic reason behind there. And gosh, I speak to so many clients and especially in they are if they 40s or 50s they will be telling me oh my gosh yes i have ms or i have um or my joints are giving up or i have depression or i've been through all those surgeries and so many doctors yes because at some point and it's not because you're getting old okay it's because that energy is finally manifesting itself in in a physical illness it's just you being misaligned and your body is showing you that, okay? So absolutely work with your medical doctor, but I would also search for maybe mentors or, or I don't know, programs, or you can, of course, you can do it yourself. Absolutely, there's YouTube, there's just thousands of resources on how to all do that and get yourself, take that power back and start, start taking care of your energy and be intentional with your energy and what you put out. And really look in what you put out. There is, um, there was this woman, my client that I spoke with, and she says she's that she heard from a medical doctor once that uh, that um, depression cannot be cured. And I'm going to say it again. I'm sorry, I'm getting boring with it, but I have to. I am not a medical professional, and I cannot make claims like that. But I can have an opinion. And in my opinion, opinion, it's a lot of baloney. First of all, because I got myself out of it, I did it. I was, I was depressed. I was diagnosed with depression and I got myself out of it. It was a client of mine who after a few sessions with me, she told me, yeah, I, was, I, I uh, stopped my medication. I'm feeling fine. I'm like, what medication? Like I didn't even, I wasn't even aware she was on medication. She was taking depression and anxiety meds and she stopped them because she was feeling better and she didn't need them anymore. It's not something that I advised her to do. I, I had, I was unaware. She shared after some appointments with some sessions with me that she, um, that she just stop taking them and she's she's doing fine which I will never advise you to do by the way because I can't I can't legally do that uh, but I'm just giving you my experience and experience of my clients um, and a last note what I want to say that we I am going to be organizing a connecting connecting hearts workshop and it's actually a free workshop it's a three part workshop. And it will be live, so it will be go. You, you can come on Zoom and actually work with me. And I called it a workshop because we'll be actually doing things together. We'll be writing things. We'll be doing some introspect, 
uh, exercises and we'll be looking at all those patterns that you're falling into so that you can have clarity on the one needs to go and what is keeping you stuck in your life. So I'm doing this one and I believe it's coming in July of 2023 just for those who are um, watching this much much later th that uh, that podcast um, and we'll see how it goes and I'm just super excited about it and I'm hoping to actually be repeating this because I think that will make a huge difference in the clarity of where you are and what you need and how you can start changing it and shifting things in your life so that you can heal so that you can love yourself better so you can know yourself better and by that healing your relationships so thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you at the workshop I am going to include a link for the registration in the show notes and again thank you for uh, for being with me and listening till next time